Hi, everyone, and welcome to Living a Legacy, and I'm excited to welcome the program, our host of the show, Eric Couch. Eric, how are you? And we have a great guest today. We do. We do. We have a great guest. I'm, I'm a huge fan. Um, if you remember the movie Police Academy, of all things, we've got Cadet Mahoney, uh, but also a ton of other movies. So we're going to get into all that. But Steve Gutenberg, welcome to the show. We're so glad to have you. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely, Steve. So we'll let Eric Absolutely. just jump into the questions because he has some great questions for you uh, for the short time we have you. So go ahead. Okay. Yeah. So huge fan of Mahoney. I loved Thanks. every one of the police academies. What was, what, was, what was one of your favorite? Was there a favorite one or was there a favorite scene? Like take me back to some of that because I laughed the whole way through. You know, my favorite part of the whole series was the director Hugh Wilson and the producer Paul Mislant and Warner Brothers. They were really smart enough to know that this was going to be a movie that had classic humor, really reverent at the not now, but uh, and also was able to, to populate it with lots of comedians and it had a great story. You know, the story of a guy getting stuck somewhere where he doesn't want to be with a bunch of losers is a classic story. And you see it in, in a lot of successful ensemble movies, especially comedies. Um, but, uh, you know, it had a little bit of The Great Escape. It had a little bit of The Magnificent Seven. Everybody loves groups of guys who are outsiders who win. So I was just really fortunate enough to be chosen to play Mahoney. And that part has just served me so well my whole career. It definitely has. And it's just, I mean, just every moment, there were so many funny moments of every one of the episodes. I mean, every one of the movies. I mean, I just can remember it anytime. But did you think that just not just that, but you would be known in so many other other places too? Like not just Steve, not just known in uh, Police Academy, but all these other movies when you started. Um, I was hoping that it would be a successful career. Um, I was lucky enough to get a bunch of breaks. You know, Walter Matthau once said, <clears throat> to be successful in show business, you need maybe 43 great breaks. And um, it's really true. You have to have a lot of good breaks. You have to have a lot of luck. You have to have good people behind you, behind the scenes, moving things around. And I got really lucky. That's the way I look at it. Um, it's afforded me and my family a terrific life. And I'm pretty happy every day. You know, uh, I feel I'm really lucky. I'm grateful. I'm thankful. I love working. I love shooting. I love acting. Um, and I, I love my life. I, so at the very, very beginning of my career, you know, the good thing about starting young, I started when I was 17, was that ignorance is a great bliss. You don't know what's going on. Right. Um, you don't know, you know, you just get invited to a Hollywood party and you think, you know, you won the lottery. So um, for me, you, you know, just getting an audition was exciting. Um, so I've, I've been very, very fortunate. Okay, Eric, you're next. So one. absolutely. So who of, of, of the actors that you've been able to work with over your career, who were some of your favorites? Oh, Gregory Peck and Lawrence Olivier, 
and James Mason from the very first movie I did called The Boys from Brazil, um, and Jason Robards in The Day After, um, John Lithgow in The Day After, and then Mickey Rourke and Kevin Bacon, uh, Danny Stern, you know, Tim Daly, um, Ellen Barkin, Paul Reiser, um, and um, G.W. Bailey, uh, you know, I just, you know, uh, Sam Wanamaker, um, you know, just the list goes on and on. I've been, you know, uh, six degrees of Steve Gutenberg. I don't know. I, I've worked with a lot of people. Impressive. That's an impressive list. And you've just absolutely. And, and not even mentioned all of them out of that. You could write a book, Steve, on all those unbelievable people you've interviewed. I mean, you've worked with. It's amazing, for sure. Yeah. All right. All right, Eric, next question. So if, if you could do, if you could, if you could do a movie on any topic or if you could work with any actor, what would it be? Well, there's this book I read called Dinner with a Stranger which is a really great faith-based book. And um, if I could do that movie, I would do it with uh, Tony Hopkins. It's a, it's, a, it's a movie about a man having dinner with Jesus. It's a really good movie, really good book. Fantastic. Wow. Yeah. So, um, you know, would love to, you know, a lot of what we talk about is, is faith-based on here, living a legacy, right? not just leaving one, but how are we living it today? You know, how does that impact your acting and just your, your life? Well, I'm, I'm a religious guy. I observe, I'm Jewish. Um, and I believe in God and I believe in the 10 commandments. I believe in the Torah. Um, and I also believe in Christianity. I believe in Islam. Um, I believe in, um, in a, in a myriad of great religions all over the world. And basically all religions have one thing in common, um, which Mother Teresa said, which is compassion. All religions have compassion. And, um, and if you can have a life of compassion, I think you're very, very lucky. Absolutely. I agree. Absolutely. And it's Absolutely. something that, Steve, that you, you are able to take on set right with you your faith and putting that putting it exhibiting it in silent ways but in good ways right with your castmates and stuff like that yeah you know i think that who you are comes out on screen even if you're playing whether you're playing hamlet or you're doing Chekhov, or you're doing ibsen you, you can only be who you are so and you, and you, the better actor you are, the more you're able to disguise your true self. But you bring all your values to the screen, to the stage, to, you know, to, to wherever you're working. So I think that if you're a, a, a religious person and you observe and you believe in God, some of those values will come out on screen. Absolutely. So with that, with that in mind, what, what would you want to be your legacy? And, and, and as you're, as you're living it, but what do you want to be your legacy? Not just in acting, but maybe with your family and the people that know you. You know, I'm very lucky. I already have my leg. Um, I'm a, I'm a successful guy with a great family, great friends. 
I, I think that I've, I've lived my life in a, a, a manner that I respect. And if I ever look back on, I'd be really happy with how I lived my life. So I'm not really concerned about a, a legacy, really. Um, and I think that basically very, very few people have legacies that live on other than with their families. You know, even Clark Gable, you know, if I, if I walk down the street right now and I ask every 20-year-old I meet, who's Clark Gable? I mean, he's got a pretty great legacy. He probably did one of the greatest movies ever made. And he did one of the greatest comedies ever made. It happened one night. But yeah. nobody knows who he is. So if I ask you what's John Adams' legacy, what's maybe George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Abraham Lincoln, some of the big names, Einstein, Jesus, you know, um, but Abraham, but most of our legacies, you know, they, they, they dust away. You know, there's a, Gary Cooper is buried in the Hamptons in Long Island. And in the days when he was a big movie star, you couldn't get close to Gary Cooper. You couldn't find Gary Cooper. There's no way you're going to be able to stand right next to Gary Cooper. But if you want to go to his grave in the Hamptons, you can stand right next to him as long as you want. Yeah. And Marilyn Monroe and Einstein and everybody. Yeah. Maybe Jim uh, from the Doors. Maybe he's the only guy that you can't because they, they always desecrate his grave or something like that. But anyway, I'm not really concerned about a legacy. I'm really concerned about living my life every day as a good person and enjoying my success too. It's very important for me I'm not interested in being a tortured artist. Right. I'm interested in enjoying my life and having a good time and being really proud of myself. And, you know, I think that there's, there's a great feeling of being immune to criticism um, and believing no one is above you. You're, you're beneath no one and being fearless. Right. You know, harmony, exactly. love, laughter. So tell you us know. now. Yeah, it's great. Uh, tell us about the latest project, the movie you're in, because what's really cool is The Rock was involved in that too, especially you getting involved in this project. Yeah, this was a really cool movie. Uh, it's a heist movie about uh, some guys who find a ton of money um, and they don't know what to do with it. They don't know that um, some guys who were connected control the money and it all becomes a chase about this $50 million. And I play a eccentric billionaire who has a bunch of really fast cars and I give, it, give them these cars to uh, play the rest of the movie in. Um, really, uh, Shane Stanley directed it, really good director, smart director, good guy. I had a great time. Uh, it's awesome and people could check that movie out. Where can they go, Steve? Check it out, it's available different places, streaming and stuff right now? Yeah, it's streaming. It's on Amazon and, you know, it's called Break Even. And anybody who wants to see it, just look it up. You'll find it. Would you, so did you enjoy this type of movie? I guess being part of Ballers and stuff, 
in later acting career, you enjoy those kind of action movies being involved in those? I'm most at home on a set. So anytime I'm on a set, I feel good. <laughs> um, you know, I'm very lucky to keep working and I'm very lucky that I had a really successful career when I was younger to give me a great base because it's important for an artist to have not only personal stability, but financial stability. That's very important um, because the business is a cruel business. And, uh, you know, <laughs> I think it was Hunter S. Thompson said, show business is full of liars, thieves, pimps, and hookers living in dark, deserted, plastic hallways where anything can happen, where good men die like dogs. jeez. Oh, There's also a negative side. <laughs> Perfect. So, you know, I think if you're in show business, whether it's the music industry, theater, movies, television, it's rough. And if you can, if you can come out of it with your soul and some money in the bank and feel really good about your life and, um, and don't buy into the nonsense, um, you know, Shakespeare said, you know, it's all the world's a stage, you know, uh, everybody's acting all the time. Right. And a, a great a, one, a, a theologian who I like, Joel Osteen, and I went to see him actually in Houston. He said, just because you feel lousy doesn't mean you have to act lousy. Right. So everyone's acting, you know? Yeah. A lot of people act lousy because they feel lousy. Well, the whole idea, I think, is to try to try to act nice, try to be a good person. If you feel lousy that day, try to pick it up. You know, there's a great line from this poem Eric Larson said, um, wear a cheerful countenance at all times and give every living creature you meet a smile. So I think that's something to live by. Well, well, we appreciate you coming by. Absolutely. Yeah. You have sure. such a short period of time with us, but I appreciate it. Everyone needs to check out the movie and uh, check out Steve and all his different ventures. So thanks again, Steve, for stopping by. Thanks, thanks Steve. Appreciate you. Yeah, I appreciate it. Okay, guys, that was Living Legacy. Take care, guys. My pleasure. All good things. See you, Steve.